Welcome to Quest for Gold. Last week, we talked about a report that the 2021 Summer Games in Tokyo could be potentially moved or canceled altogether due to the pandemic. This week, IOC President Thomas Bach attempted to put those concerns to rest in a long-form press conference. This uh, fight against uh, the virus, as uh, you all know from your personal circumstances, uh, this fight against uh, the virus is a tough one. But uh, we are fighting uh, this uh, fight for and like Olympic athletes. This means with full determination, with a will uh, uh, to win, uh, with hard work uh, uh, every day, and uh, with uh, all the, the physical and uh, mental uh, strength uh, we can uh, we can have. There. If uh, we have uh, to address uh, there the different issues, no, nobody, nobody uh, at this moment can predict uh, the health situation in uh, 206 national Olympic uh, uh, committees uh, for the time of the Olympic and Paralympic uh, Games uh, from July, late July until September uh, this year. Not even the most uh, prominent uh, scientists uh, in, in, in this area. This leads, you may say naturally, uh, but it leads, you can also say unfortunately, uh, you could say of course, this leads to many speculations. But all these uh, speculations are hurting uh, the athletes in their preparations who have already to overcome uh, the challenges in their daily training and competition with all the uh, the restrictions they are facing uh, either in their country or when it comes uh, to to traveling so there is a speculation about cancellation about uh, about a, a plan b about everything you know some even uh, make uh, the proposal to postpone uh, the olympic uh, games in, in Tokyo to uh, the year 2032. Uh, uh, I want to say good luck if you would have to discuss this uh, with an athlete who is preparing for the Olympic Games uh, 2021. Uh, 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 there are some proposals to move it to, to another city which uh, everybody who knows about the complexity of uh, uh, Olympic Games uh, is not, uh, is not uh, possible uh, there in such a short uh, period of time. So for all these reasons, we are uh, not uh, losing our time and energy on uh, speculations, but uh, we are fully concentrating on uh, the opening ceremony on the 23rd of uh, July uh, this year. So uh, we are not uh, speculating of whether the games are taking place. We are working on how the games uh, will uh, take uh, place. And much of what happens with Team USA as far as safety, travel and security will be determined by the U.S. Olympic Paralympic Committee. CEO Sarah Hirschland released a statement this week saying they do expect the games to go forward with a look and feel different than any previous games and that the safety and well-being of Team USA is their number one concern in every decision that's made. 
We talk about that with triathlete Kevin McDowell, who's continued his training throughout the pandemic and actually believes the delayed games could put him in the Olympics at the peak of his career. One of the interesting aspects of your story, and you've obviously talked about it uh, in depth, is the fact that you are a cancer survivor. Uh, cancer-free since 2016, I believe, is, is what you told me um, last time we spoke. Has this pandemic had any uh, a special impact on that at all? Any adverse concerns that maybe you had um, because of your, your, your past health? You know, it's kind of funny you say that because actually when this all started, I was ahead of the curve. So it's kind of like, you know, wearing the mask, everyone being super on top of cleaning everything down, wiping everything down, hand sanitizer, that. I mean, it's kind of like I now don't stand out as a sore thumb with wearing a mask when I'm on an airplane, when I'm traveling, like I'm always wiping everything down on that end. So I was actually pretty prepared on that end, but I was nervous, I guess, with the unknowns of getting COVID. It's like, there's so many different case scenarios of what happened. So I guess with one of the chemo I had, it can affect my lungs. I was a little nervous, like, yeah, if I contracted it or would contract it, there could be some complication with my like breathing or like my lung stuff. Cause that's one of the areas that they're seeing long-term effects from getting COVID. So, I mean, it's, again, yeah, it's all different strains in some ways because some people I've heard and seen that got it. I mean, my sister got it. She's a nurse as well, but like she ended up getting it. She made it through totally fine. No issues, no nothing. And then there's other people who she has friends or something and they're like just knocked out and having complications later down the road. So it's been interesting on that end. So it's more, I'm just, you just don't know which one you'll get. So <laughs> I guess well, that's more the nerve. Do you, are, are you aware of, are you in any kind of queue for, for a, a vaccine at this point? Do you move up in the line at all or, or you just, uh... no, I don't think I do. Cause I mean, I'm um, 10 years out, almost 10 years out now. Everything's good. I'm in great health. So okay. I don't reckon like I'm definitely at the bottom of the queue. The only way I could see something happening maybe is like, down in july like if for the olympics the ussoc kind of want, like requires all the everyone athlete to be vaccinated before going to the games that's the only scenario i haven't heard anything about it no words that just be like a, a guess on how i could advance in the line but i don't think that's going to happen so have you gone through any rigorous testing um when it comes to covid at, at being a part of team usa or being a part of some of these uh tournaments or races or anything like that um, I, so I was pretty fortunate where there actually was some racing that happened over the fall and I actually traveled to Europe on two different occasions and it was quite extensive, like going over there. Cause I think, uh, world triathlon did a phenomenal job at hosting these races at these three races that I went to where it felt very safe and controlled, but I got a lot of COVID testing going in and traveling and a lot of like health recommendations on how to go about the travel over there, handling yourself that we all were, had our own rooms and we we're all more like, it wasn't as team event as like it usually would. We're like, we're not doing as many like team dinners and that kind of stuff. It's more the staff. It was minimal staff this time and no physios or anything like that. So things have changed on that end, but um, they've been really good at just updating us when we need things and um, keeping us in the loop for how much you can. I mean, it's been such an unpredictable year that, it's kind of been difficult to really pinpoint anything down, but I'm pretty fortunate that I actually was able to do some racing, which makes me optimistic for this next year that racing will go on. I do believe the games will go on just seeing how, I mean, they were able to host those races during in the summer this year. So take, take me back to March of 2020. 
Um, you know, we're starting to hear about venues shutting down, uh, countries shutting their borders, uh, athletes saying, I'm not going uh, if there are the Olympics in 2020. At that point, and at the point where they decided to shut it down for 2020, did you ever think to yourself, well, I don't know if I can do another year of this, or I wasn't really prepared for that, or was it, okay, next goal, 2021? Uh, it was easy for me. It was like next goal 2021. And to be honest, it's kind of interesting where we'll go back on two parts of this, but like earlier this year, I was actually just all of a sudden really starting to find my rhythm and my pattern and things were, I was improving in all areas of the sport more than I ever imagined from this short period of time from when we last talked to then. And it got me really excited where I actually talked to my parents and I was like, Hey, this year, I believe I can make that team. I believe I'm going to be on that team, do really well because of the way my trajectory and I'm improving, but I think I'm going to be better next year regardless. And then a month later, the games get delayed. So then my parents kind of mentioned, I looked at them like, you know, didn't I just say that before any of this went down? I was kind of like, actually, if the games were next year, I'd actually even benefit better. And I actually fully see that now because I've actually been able to just, I learned I enjoy it. I just know I enjoy the sport. So it actually wasn't hard for me to continue to train and just set different goals and, different things that I was working on. And I actually got to spend a lot of time at home in Colorado Springs in the summer with my parents and stuff. So that was awesome just to base there and get extra family time. And uh, the setup there is phenomenal in the summer for like just training in general. So I actually, I've been able to progress as an athlete as a whole this year too, instead of just kind of, I know some people have gone through and like, oh, they need time off or they feel a little lost or some have actually retired, forced to retire because they're like, I can't make it another year. But for me, I see it as only an advantage and I've been able to just like make it through how much I can this year. So your, your sport is actually, um, I think would do pretty well in this situation because mostly outdoor based, right? I mean, you're not, you're not seeking a gym. You're not on a basketball team. You're not looking for a pool to swim in. You're looking for big, uh, the pool was the, was it? Yeah. The pool was the only issue. So I was out of the right. pool for um we didn't have access for a few months to the pool but when i was in colorado springs and i was lucky that one of the places there helped us get access like for one hour a day we could do it when they weren't really open outside of that for like the lead athletes in colorado springs that worked and i was actually swimming in like an endless pool when i was in phoenix so i actually stayed put in phoenix for the first for march and april and half of may because i was in a good setup here where in arizona the uh, COVID hadn't hit fully yet because I think because it's just so outdoorsy and not the contained. So we weren't getting as hit at, in, as bad as like a lot of other areas. So I actually stayed put because I had a place rented for until the end of May. And then I was able to swim in some open water lakes and everything. So I was able to continue my pattern as a lot of people. I know some people are out of the pool for three, four months because just the pool closures and everything. So that was one thing that I was pretty fortunate that I was actually able to puzzle stuff together and then once the things started to ramp up here in arizona i kind of went up north to my parents in colorado and that's when the pools opened up there as well so you know you, you kind of alluded to this before one, one of the things you said last time i talked to you is when you were going through chemo the one thing that the one piece of advice that you got was to keep things as regular as possible to keep keep your your normal schedule as best you could during that period and there were times when that was obviously a challenge but did you, did you, whereas a lot of us dealing with this pandemic have slipped into, uh, you know, binging on Netflix and, and maybe not eating the best way. I mean, were you able to continue, you know, honing in and say, you know, this pandemic's going on, but 
I already have my focus and, and I'm going to continue that focus. Yeah. And I'm very much a routine person. So I just looked at what can I do and then make the most of those situations. So I was like, okay, I can still run outside. I can still bike outside. I can supplement some swimming by doing like in the pool, but also doing uh, like band work and elastic bands and stretch cords and that kind of thing. And so I just puzzled what I could and then we created a plan and I just followed that. And that kept me on task because I'm such a routine person. So if I would have just gone about doing here and there what I wanted to each day, I would not have done well. I would have struggled through this. And But because we just laid out plans and goals and different training objectives and stuff, and uh, I think that helped massively. And then being around my family and stuff and some like creating our own little bubble, I think helped a lot as well. So I think, yeah, that definitely helped with that. And I've kind of been through this, I guess, and back in 2011 uh, when I was diagnosed and everything because of just having to be super alert and careful with cleaning and not getting like sick any more than I was back then my immune system was like nothing. So mm-hmm. I kind of just carried that over. And then also I guess tying into that too, with like the Olympics, it was like, yes, the Olympics were delayed, but they weren't canceled. So that was huge for me because I was like, okay, I've already gotten things in the past taken away from me from like junior worlds and these kind of scenarios, but now it's just delayed and I can handle a delay. And I think actually a delay helps me in the end. So I just changed my trajectory and goals. And I think that helped. One of the things about your sport is actually pay is tied to the, the SUS races, right? I can imagine that a lot of these races in 2020 didn't happen. So did that hurt financially? It did a little bit, but fortunately with USA triathlon, they were super helpful with like the support and they, we were still able to receive like our national team funding and through the USOC as well. So at no point were we at risk of getting all our funding taken away. Like I know some sports may have been. So I'm extremely thankful for USA Triathlon on that end. And it helped that I was actually able then to go to my parents and I just kind of stayed at my parents' place, which is sometimes when you're 28, you don't think you're going to stay with your parents the whole time. But I actually saw it as like a positive. It was nice to be around them. It's I haven't really had it's been very long time since i've actually gotten like good quality time with them and my sister's out in colorado springs now so she lives there so it was kind of nice just to be around my family during that time so that actually helped offset a couple of the costs as well so what does 2021 look like for you obviously july is coming up but you've got a couple steps to get through right yeah we do so i mean as long as everything goes to plan what the schedule they have i'll be based in arizona right now i came down i just drove down the other day to base here for most of the winter because just warmer weather, sea level outdoor training kind of scenario, and then be here until March. And then supposedly we'll have a World Cup in Miyazaki, Japan. And that'll be our first race, middle of March. And then we'll have, there's another World Cup in Mexico in April. And then there's two World Series races in, one's in China, uh, first week of May. And then two weeks later is in Yokohama, Japan. And Yokohama, Japan is our final, like, Olympic qualification race where there's one automatic spot up for grabs. If you're the top eight, um, first American and in the top eight, you automatically qualify for the team. And then there'll be up to two spots for discretion based on performances over this whole qualification period and everything. So so that'll be up to the selectors. So uh, continuing to do what I do is kind of what I need to happen. Like I'm been displaying my consistency across the board and I feel like, I'm on the cusp of something bigger going into this next year. So I'm pretty excited. 
is it hard not to take those four steps ahead? Is it hard to wake up and say, okay, I got to do this first. I can't be thinking about podium in Japan. I have to be thinking about doing X, Y, and Z first. Yeah. And I think that's something I've learned through the years. Cause in the past I would think get too worked up about this big race coming up or the qualifications and that, and my mind shift, I kind of had a mind shift. And honestly, that happened to me in 2019. I was just kind of overthinking the 2019 when the first trials event qualifier was in Tokyo and then the grand final of the next two weeks, I kind of just totally bombed those two races under what I was expecting myself to do, what I'd been displaying in training. I definitely believe that was in the fitness to actually qualify individually in that race, had I had the right mindset and thoughts going in. But then that's kind of when I shifted my mindset to just the processes and what needs to happen daily. And then that creates the, and not get so stressed on the stuff that I can't control. And that's when the races started to really come into place the end of 2019 and then going into this year, the first few races. So um, yeah, I've just been able to just learn that. And that's not been something that's come fast. It's been through like talking to my coaches, like my psychologists and um, just family and teammates and everyone. So, but yeah, I'd say I've got a pretty good handle on it now where it's just the doing the th- daily process, just chipping away, chipping away, chipping away until you actually just achieve the big picture goals. Yeah, that that's, I mean, it, it doesn't matter if you're a runner or in any sport, I mean, or in any profession really, right? I mean, you, yeah. you, you've got to learn to take that step. And, and it was, so it was the results of 2019 that made you think I'm not, I'm not in the right mindset right now and I'm putting too much pressure on myself. Yeah. And that's kind of what happened. Like I'd gone through waves and it'd been a roller coaster confirming some of that. Like I kind of get it under control and then wouldn't. But then just going into those two races, I don't know what happened. Just, I guess just wasn't right. And they, I, it, it rocked me for a little bit after like that second one and the grand final that year, but I kind of had a good reset and just kind of took a step back and went to more of a low key race in world cup in China and just kind of did my, like, didn't think too much about it. I just had fun with it. I was like, ah, yeah. And then things just clicked and then from then on it's just like that's the mindset i have to have i can't be too wrapped up and nervous of these i mean it started to happen again this year when we raced uh later in the season in 2020 and like in germany and everything in some bigger races i was getting a little nervous as i got going and then i just kind of like smacked some stuff out of it and then it was actually they went pretty well given we had such a long period of unknowns and not consistent training and racing and everything and yeah is there, is there a certain kind of trigger or some kind of exercises you go through to, to block that stuff out of your head? Um, I don't, I think it's just, I just kind of look back at like, well, I've done everything I can do. And I just kind of assess, like, I just actually have started to write down like confirmation words in on like a sheet of paper. So it actually, that's what settled me going into Hamburg this year was I always create a timeline because there's so much going into like win the race of triathlon where it's like, you have to, you have to be in transition at this point, check in your bike at this point. There's all this stuff you have to be on top of and warm up at this time. And there's this short window. And then when the window closes, you can access here and then they call you up and everything. So I always write down a plan of what I'm going to do. And then actually on the back of that paper, I actually started to write some like keywords of like, you like you're ready for this. You've trained for this kind of like, I mean, it sounds cliche, but it's just, it worked for me. And I just had these certain phrases where it's just like believe and just like trust in what you've done. And like that kind of stuff actually really, it worked for me. 
and yeah, it's like, sounds like a lot of people will say, Oh, I do this, do this. And psychologists, and you kind of roll your eyes sometime at it, but I actually kind of did it and bought into it. And I was like, it worked. So you're, you're not in control of anything that's going to be happening this year. I mean, if, if countries opt out of, of competing in the Olympics, if indeed that's, uh, you know, the, 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 the avenue you're able to go down, we don't know if there will be fans involved. Um, I mean, is that something else every time there's a new piece of news coming out of Tokyo that you just kind of put the blinders on and, and just continue the focus down the road you're going? Yeah, I just put the blinders on because like I said, like, I still think I have many, many more years in this sport. So I don't think this is kind of like my last hurrah where I'm trying to hold on and I'm just hanging on by a thread. I'm actually feel like I'm thriving more and more as the t- as I'm getting more years under my belt. So I'm just like, okay, it happens, it happens, doesn't, doesn't, because this isn't going to be my last go at it. And it's like, there's all this news and naysayers and this and that and that. And it's just, if you get too focused on it, it just drives you crazy. And I think that happened early on in the COVID. It was like, all that was talked about was COVID. I mean, it's still talked about now, but it's a different, you can kind of tune out of it. But before it's like, you woke up, what was going on? Where's this? And updates, updates and updates. And it's like, it became consuming. And then I kind of was able to turn off from that and follow what I needed to do to like do my part in the community and everything on like handling it, but then just kind of tune out from that. And I think that's kind of how I've taken this approach on the games as well. I'm like, well, I want to still progress as an athlete. I know racing will happen and it just might not be how we visualize it, but I'm going to be ready no matter what. Thank you, Kevin. We'll continue to follow developments out of Tokyo and any updates from Team USA as we march closer and closer to the 2021 games. I'm Ryan Burrow. We'll see you next week at Quest for Gold.